Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in. This is LOTL, and this is episode 144. And on tonight's episode, we welcome in the guys from Birdtown Coffee, and uh, they're our guests tonight, and we uh, talk a little coffee with them, uh, get a lowdown on their business and um, how they got started and their passion uh, with uh, brewing coffee, all different kinds of coffee, and uh, um, you know, talk about some cool things with them. Uh, we learn a little bit about them and their likes uh, with the city of Cleveland, so that was pretty cool, and uh, all that stuff. After that, we get into a little bit of a discussion about the Browns. Uh, obviously, with the postgame show, we we did a deep dive on uh, the Browns ending their season, but we look we look a little bit towards the uh, off season and uh, what could be in store for the Brownies. And then we get into a little Cavs stuff, uh, some disheartening and disappointing news coming out about Kevin Porter Jr. Um, looks like the end of the road there for him with the Cavs. And uh, we talk about Jared Allen and Torian Prince being brought over in the big James Harden trade and uh, all that. So that's about it for this week. Uh, but as always, we start out with the beer of the week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. We're back. It's a very cold week so far, but, you know, we're going to have a great time tonight. Hopefully warm ourselves up with this uh, delicious beer we have. So Dan brought the beer of the week. Um, we went to working class this week, and we're trying their Minuteman, Minuteman Hazy IPA. Uh, we've actually had, me and Dan and I think Ryan have had this beer before. Mm -hmm. We've just never featured on the show. So, yeah, let's give it a taste. And then I have some introductions to do in a second. ASMR. While we're, uh, yeah, the, the ASMR part, yeah. While we're uh, getting our first taste, I would love to introduce uh, Stuart and Parker from Birdtown Coffee. They're uh, two of the co-founders. Uh, they'll explain a little bit more of their individual um, jobs that they do for the company. And But, yeah, the Thanks for being on the show, guys. Yeah. We're so excited to have you. Thank excited you for inviting here. us. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what we usually do to kick off is we, of course, taste the beer. We go around, give some thoughts. None of us are like professionals or anything. But no, we, uh, far from we it. Had we, a, we had a professional brewer yeah. on here. And, it, and he taught it made us, us some good stuff. He's a great guy, but and he didn't do this intentionally, but he made us feel really stupid about <laughs> beer. I will say I will say. ever since then, though, we've kind of, we've been trying to be like, all right, yeah. I think I taste grapefruit. Or we're I better think with the lingo and the jargon. Yeah. We still don't know if we're using it in the correct... Uh, now, correct, I'm curious. Uh, Y'all probably... There's probably similarities. Yeah, you like guys the probably the coffee know a lot of it. industry and like the beer industry with like the notes and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, wine. <coughs> yeah, same. Yeah, you have to have the uh, natural ability to taste it, and then once uh, you can train yourself actually to taste things. So for sure, and this guy's the expert. So, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, great. Yeah, there is similarities with coffee, teas, beers, wines, even other foods like cheese, cheese, cheese. <laughs> Chocolates, especially. It's, Look at that. Um, but it's yeah, training your palate to distinguish different 
flavors and yeah. like the smoothness, the texture and sweetness, or is it sour, bitter? But the, that's where I kind of get the, is it light on the tongue or is it heavy? Sure. So there's all those different things I kind of distinguish with coffee. Um, but it's hard to be very descriptive on coffees. Like, oh, I taste this black cherry or grapefruit. Sure. That's can be subject, uh, subjective to people. It's like, well, I don't taste that. So that's yeah. what they can taste other things. But I more or less try to describe my coffees of mouthfeel. If it's a light There's body. that word. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's more or less just how it feels in the mouth rather than, sure. like, the body. Is it really heavy? Or is it short? Is it long finish? So mm-hmm. um, I think those are more, like, general terms that sure. maybe people can get a sense of, like, how to describe it when they taste it. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we'll get into a lot of coffee stuff soon, and I'm excited for that. Uh, first, though, we'll discuss the beer again. A Minuteman uh, Hazy, of course, IPA again by Working Class Brewery. Um, it's got a really cool can. I'm sure Jimmy has some thoughts on the can art. Uh, I said it reminded me of Fallout 4 a little bit with like the future retro vibe. Um, so the description on the website. They describe it, passion fruit and citrus dominate this hazy beer, followed by a nice and by a nice soft mouthfeel. So I feel like I can convince myself to taste the passion fruit. For sure, the citrus. But I, I can't taste I mean, it's very fruit. smooth. I, I couldn't so, tell you what passion fruit tastes like. With the mouthfeel, exactly. you got, you know. I'm sold. I, <laughs> you're sold, yeah. <laughs> I, with, taste, I taste it. Yeah, I I definitely can. I feel like I'm at the point now where I can taste the fruit notes. What about how many leather bags? (laughs) I don't. I don't think this has leather bags in it. No, that was wasn't that a Ryan? That was me thing talking about some dark beer that I probably didn't like. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, and then we usually go around the room and kind of rate. We'll rate it out of ten, and then we say who would buy it again. So I can start. Um, Okay. I. I had to think about that. I don't know why. <laughs> really hard. I like it a lot. I've had this beer before. This is probably my go-to when I go to the brewery. There's a couple other ones they have. They're really good with dark beers, if I remember, like porters and stouts. Mm-hmm. But I like this a lot. Um, I would probably give this a 7-8, um, and I would definitely buy it again. I actually didn't know you could buy it in stores, so now I know. Yeah, I've never bought this. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen anything from Working Class. Did they start canning like during yeah, the, the pandemic shutdown? Started. Yeah, that's yeah. they, they didn't. Started. And I remember talking to them saying that uh, actually I've heard this from a few breweries, terrestrial too, that they didn't want it can ever. Right. But pandemic hit, and you have to you know you have to figure out a way to survive. So survive or die. They started. <laughs> they, I mean, they actually had they actually had uh, at the liquor store I went to. Shout out to Max Beverage on Ridge Road in Parma. They. Uh, they had about four or five different wow. um, beers from working class. So well, that's, that's excellent. Awesome. They that had uh, Wing Walker, the that's wheat beer. One. Yeah, I do remember that one. Uh, they still had some snow jobs. Their <laughs> <Snow> Christmas <laughs> ale. That's their Christmas ale. I don't think I knew that, and I'm really <laughs> upset. I, that's the one Christmas ale I really wish I tried this. It's fantastic. It's, it's actually good. a really good yeah. Christmas ale. Very tasty. Uh, and I think uh, their clock out, Jimmy's favorite, their peanut butter stout. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, as you, as all our listeners know, is allergic, <laughs> deathly allergic to peanut butter or peanuts. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what are you feeling? Dan? I like it. Um, I've yet to really find a beer from working class that I don't like. Um, I enjoy a lot of their stuff, and this really is no different. Um, I would probably go seven six on this, um, guys. If you do, if you don't like, if you're 
trying to figure out our rating system. Do you guys follow Barstool at all? No. I've I've browsed their the website. Pizza reviews. You yeah, ever watch yeah. their pizza review? That's like the, the decimal point and okay. all that. That's that's how we do it. That's nice. yeah, we're copying uh Portnoy. At least I am. I know. I Jordan. usually do halves or holes, but yeah, Jordan, today I Jordan doesn't like, like to throwing do that. out a yeah. <laughs> Seven point six for me. I would definitely buy it again. Uh, I really enjoy it. This is a. I feel like this would be a cool summer beer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Ryan, I'm not drinking one tonight. I've I've had this before. I like Loser. it. It's, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh I'm doing the whole. Are you doing dry I'm, January? I'm, no, I'm not. No, I, I mean I definitely drank <laughs> last week. I trust me. Today's a day where I, I would really love a beer, but um, I'm trying to watch what i'm eating and i had a punch key after dinner and a so that yeah that was my carbs and that is max rest of my intake fat for the day so uh there there's no beer for me tonight but i've had this one before and i do enjoy it i agree it's probably like my go-to when i go to the brewery yeah. um that one in the what's the peanut butter one that you were just talking about clock out yeah that peanut those are probably salad. like that's when so I, good when i go those are the two i'm looking for um so it's it's uh i would definitely buy it i'm assuming being coffee guys you guys are stout guys yeah, I'm more like a lager. Okay. Okay. So. All right. Well, if uh, this cl- this peanut butter stout, it's one of my favorite beers. Mm-hmm. So if you guys do end up going to the brewery ever at all, this is definitely one I suggest trying. Okay. Unless you don't like stouts, which in that no, case, I'll drink. I'm drink. I'm not picking. I'm not a big a... stout guy. I love this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say they specialize in dark. So the beers. peanut butter stout from yeah. they working also class? working class working brewery. Class. Yeah. They okay. also have uh, just. If you're in the mood for a dark beer, just try maybe get a flight. Even like their dark beers are so good. Okay. They, they also have like a toasted coconut, if I remember. Oh, cookies and cream cookies stout. And cream stout. Yeah, <laughs> a coffee stout. I have a coffee grinders stout coffee stout. Yeah. Um, did you rate already? Rate your beer? Already, I Ryan? don't remember. I just I don't know. I haven't had it in so long. That's I fair. just know that I like it. I'd get it yeah. again. So, so you would get it. Again. I don't know. Somewhere in the sevens. Okay. Stewart and Parker, what are y'all feeling? I give it a. Seven point eight as well. Mm. Hi, like Mark. It. I'm cool. going. I'm going with an eight. Um, oh, okay. Ooh, All right. Nice. I'm All actually right. not even an IPA guy, but uh, this this I could drink. Um, yeah. It's smooth. It's uh, surprisingly six point three. It does not taste like six point three percent. Right. Yeah. Um, but definitely could drink this on a nice summer day. Yeah. Or yeah. A I nice January day. A nice when we started this, January. when we started this podcast, I would not let him bring IPAs or beer of the week because I couldn't stand them. And hazy IPAs are actually they were like my, I mean, for lack of a better term, gateway drug into the IPA realm. Now I drink, I'll drink any sort of IPA. It really yeah. doesn't matter. But yeah, hazies were my were my entry point into the realm, and that's where Ryan lives. So that's like all I ever want to do. I, it's that, <laughs> I, I People are probably so sick of hearing it. I lived in New Hampshire for all of three years, and now I'm just a gigantic New England beer snob. Like, it's the worst. <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong, I still enjoy, like, porters and stouts and, and all that jazz as well. But if you give me a choice, it's I'm going uh, some kind of hazy New England-style pale ale IPA or double IPA. They're so Everything. good. They yeah. are really good. They're just I mean, they're so good. Yeah, style. and like you're saying, like, you don't half the time you don't know it. Like, you'll get, like, a 7, 8, 9% beer. And, I mean, every once in a while, that you you know, you get a little bit – you can get punched by them, but – Sometimes they're really easy to go down. They're dangerous, even. It's yeah, just like, uh-huh. like I, I the other day I was having something. And I forget what it was. It was it was something my buddy gave me from Hoof Hearted, and I had two of them, and they were like eight and a half percent, and I, I had no idea, like tall cans. And so I'm just, I'm just kind of cruising, and I'm like, 
why can't I'm like I can't drive right now. I'm like I gotta I gotta hang out for a minute. Like I gotta wait. Yeah. I'm like how? Why are my words just spilling right. out of my mouth? Yeah, it was Bro, so. Yeah, I tried a fourteen and a half percent imperial stuff. Jeez, I have never had a beer that strong. So I was like, that's oh, like wine. Try it. So I got a taster. Yeah, it I'm, it was not good. It it it. You know what it literally tasted like. You, you take a Guinness and you put a shot of Tito's in it and you <laughs> drank that. That's what it tasted like. Okay. Like, I thought it would be good. Both good I've, separately. Good, but well, right, right. I've had, I've had like 10% stouts and they're delicious. This was, it was so strong. It was really bizarre. Very strange. But yeah, <laughs> that's my uh, little story of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Um, sounds like this was a hit. Good, good pick, Dan. It's a great choice. Everybody. I like it. Hey, yeah, thanks. We're big fans, so... Shout yeah. out to Working Class. Shout out to Working Class. Go uh, buy some of their beer if you want to try something different. They make great stuff, and they are available in a lot of stores now. So, nice. Cool. Well, we can get going with what we're going to focus on in today's episode, of course, Birdtown Coffee. Um, we have a little bit of sports talk we'll touch on afterwards. Uh, there's obviously some big big news with uh, Browns and um, yeah. the Cavs, actually. So. Yeah. Well. Sad. What was it? What was it? What, what did you say uh, to start <laughs> yeah. the post game show? I'm sad. <laughs> it happened. We're all right now, though. Yeah. Well, mostly. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, in the meantime, Birdtown Coffee. It's a roastery, right? That's the right yep, way to yep. describe it. Yep. Uh, and y'all are located in the Screw Factory uh, in uh, Lakewood. Yes. Now, I've, I have a question. Is that can the public come to this place, or is this more of a like? Just strictly a warehouse? It's open. Uh, it's publicly open. There's a lot of other small businesses in there sure. that are artists, and they all have um, people that come in and go. Uh, sure. So there is, it is open all the time for people to some come in. Some have open hours, some don't. Yeah. We specifically, um, pretty much more by appointment. Yeah, okay. Um, but we're, we're more of like a B2B. Um, okay, yeah. We had a lot of people wandering in during uh, the holidays, Trying to buy Christmas gifts, so uh, they braved the lack of directions on our website <laughs> to, find, uh, to find us. And uh, I think most of them were, were pleasantly surprised. But um, yeah, okay. we're we're there. We just don't. We're not open uh, full time because we're kind of in and out sure. doing client stuff. So. so what you're saying is, as of now, like don't plan to go to the Screw Factory and, and go get coffee up. there, kind of. A thing. Yeah, s- send us a message on Instagram, yeah. and oh, we'll respond uh, that way, and hopefully schedule a time to meet up. So. Yep. Great idea. I like that. Cool. And then, of course, your coffee is available in a lot of local spots. I know Nature's Oasis and Lucky's Market. Is there any other big stores you want to mention? Yeah. We're at the uh, Regal Brothers Lakewood Market in Rocky okay. River. Yeah. Um, big Mouth Donuts in Rocky River, Yeah, uh, which is a good mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, Lucky's, Nature's Oasis. We're also uh, Rude Food and Pie um, ah, is serving right our coffee. Yeah. And then we got some others that are coming in that are in the pipeline right now. So yeah, it's a couple of groceries and we've yeah. got Great. we have two sales staff and things with COVID have obviously been a little sure sketchy. So we're just now getting out there and uh, hitting places. So you'll start seeing it hopefully in yeah. a lot more spots. When did you guys start? September of 2019 is kind of our official like month in uh, where we started at the Screw Factory. Okay. So. Important to note, we started roasting on a one-pound roaster, so we did yeah. about five pounds an hour. Wow. So our, our new machine now that we just got in uh, May, I think it was May. Yep. Um, we do about a hundred pounds an hour now. So. Oh wow. Um, yeah. 
Much of an upgrade. Now, yeah. now we can actually sell to grocery oh. stores and stuff. Yeah. As before, yeah. it was like, all right, we can't even. Yeah. There's not enough time in the day to make. We can get you guys orders. a bag. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So y'all want that's awesome. Four though. beans. Yeah, <laughs> I got four beans right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. I mean, I, the logo is very recognizable for those who might, are might just oh, be Jordan listening. Loves it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big I'm bird a, guy. Big bird guy. Nice bird awesome. watcher. So cool. Um, and I'm just such a sucker for cool merch. Any? Yeah. I feel I like breweries say. and coffee shops, like y'all, do it right. Like if if you have good merch, I'm yeah, gonna. I'm, I'm, he dropped a y'all. I know. Y'all, y'all. That's I'm telling you, it's two years in Kentucky, yeah. brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's like I could see that logo. You could slap that on stickers and coffee mugs and hoodies and you yeah, know, the so, whole thing. Like, so hopefully you're being a modern person and googling the logo while we're talking right, right now. Right, yeah. that's right. <laughs> cool. a, it looks like how would you like? It's almost like yeah. geometric it's shape. Like an it's origami. Like a bird. Origami. Yeah. 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 Bird, yeah. Very yeah. Geometric. Yeah. geometric origami. Yeah. Yeah. And incidentally, we do have merchandise on our website. There we yeah. go. So. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> slowly growing. Yeah. Slowly growing our merch. Stuart, this hoodie's really cool. Thank you. Uh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It'll be on the website here soon. Cool. So awesome. this is kind of our first try and like <clears throat> seeing what the material feels like and if mm, it fits. Yeah. Uh, so far, I like it. So, yeah, we'll definitely put it up on the website. Good why, why the name Birdtown? Is there a significance to it? or? Uh, not necessarily. We. Um, since we were very fortunate to get space at the screw factory because I was kind of outgrew my space where I was roasting at home. Yeah. And screw factory is right there in the Birdtown Bird neighborhood. Town, yeah. So we just. That's kind of what I was guessing. Yeah. But yeah. I, I want to make sure. That. So it just kind of made sense to, to us. Like, well, this is a nice town. Let's name it Birdtown sure. Coffee. Yeah. And yeah. now we're like the only roaster, uh, large, like wholesale roaster in Lakewood. So. Yeah, that's right. Because I think all the other ones don't roast in Lakewood. Mm-hmm. I no. wouldn't know. So. Rising yeah. Star, does, they have a location in lakewood but yes i don't know <coughs> they do not roast yeah. They, yeah right that's yeah well um well great guys so let's start real quick too so y'all y'all are both cleveland natives or since 13 yeah i've been in around ohio i was like i kind of okay. grew up down in north canton area but oh okay. northeast sure. ohio yeah, i've been in northeast this area ohio. but never lived outside of that really and yeah, Parker. My, my parents dragged me here when I was 13 years old from Oklahoma. Oklahoma? And uh, nice. Tennessee and Kentucky before Boomer that. Boomer sooner. So, oh, yeah. wow. where, where in Kentucky then? Uh, Paducah. The, I was born in Paducah, very western part of the state, uh, oh, yeah. about I two went, hours north of Nashville. I went to Murray for grad school. My dad went to Murray. Oh, good. Awesome. Man, I toured Murray. Small world. That's, that's yeah. really cool. It's wow. a great school. Let's go. John Murray. That's, why, that's literally why I'm a Grizzlies fan. Like, I'm a cat. Oh, I you were going to say that's literally why I went there. Uh, no, no. He went there like what? Just for John Murray. I figured he'd go there. There, you know, yeah. when he was like ten years old or whatever, he was little after my time. My, um, yeah, my parents, um, yeah. they met at UK, mm-hmm. and then um, my dad ended up graduating from Murray State. So okay, so yeah. they're on the UK side of the UK Louisville. Yes, yeah. I learned how to say Louisville down because I grew up saying Louisville, and you, I, I was taught you got to say it like you just got a <laughs> yeah. bunch of crap in your mouth. Louisville, Louisville. you just got to roll through yep. it. Louisville, <laughs> that's absolutely right. That's how you do it. Great. Okay, so <laughs> that's so cool. So y'all, so Northeast Ohio for Stuart Parker, you've lived in several states i'm pretty much from been here from for cleveland, a while yeah, yeah. from cleveland okay. spent some time in dc yeah. and philly and great come back so Stuart, you're the roaster correct yes so uh, you know what does that entail besides the obvious like i guess and then i want to know uh parker more a little what you yep. do as well so yeah i started like specialty coffee for probably a good decade now i just been obsessed with it almost like to the point where it was costly for me on a monthly basis mm-hmm. so um i yeah it was kind of more or less a home barista for a long time really trying out local coffees i've always bought coffee from like heartwood and rising star yeah 
and really loved it and started like uh, just wanted to learn more about it. So then about three years ago, I dived into the roasting aspect of coffee. So that's where I started at home and pretty much jumped both feet first into it. I bought a commercial roaster that was like a one pounder and started roasting out of my basement for quite a while. And then as business grew, I was like, all right, I got, I can't haul 150 pound sacks of coffee down my basement steps. (laughs) That was dangerous. So it was kind of like, all right, that's when we looked into space. And, but at that time I was, um, kind of, um, Parker and I are brother, uh, actually our brother, brother-in-law. Okay. Oh, nice. So, yeah. so that's um, how you know each other. Then. Yeah. And brought him on. He's more business oriented. I'm more just a, I just understand coffee. I don't yeah, understand that's coffee. Your jam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coffee yeah. obsessed and yeah. just want to go everything, coffee and skills and everything. Just learn about it. Business side of things I just suck at, but that's just. I, that's where I. Have. That's where sure. the partnership. That's why. Oh, yeah. so, and, yeah. and like I wasn't into coffee until a couple of years ago when he started making it. He he had his, he has a commercial espresso machine at his house, nice. and um, yeah. he would make <laughs> lattes and cappuccinos and espresso for us at home. And um, I just couldn't get enough. And I, I saw that he had such a good product and um, just I think needed a, some support. So you, know, you can't do everything by yourself. Yeah, right. Um, so I helped, offered to come in and help and. Um, I handle a lot of the business aspect of things, all the fun stuff like taxes and, um, paying our employees and, um, uh, (laughs) helping manage our sales staff and, um, all that stuff. And, um, this guy pretty much runs, runs with the coffee and I trust his judgment with that stuff. So good. It's a good separation and I don't pretend I know sure what I'm doing with the coffee but uh, I'm, I'm learning as we go yep so vice versa I'm learning yeah. business side of things as well sure yeah. <laughs> is it just you two guys is there I remember seeing there was a third partner or? there's a third like um Elliot so Elliot Ensley okay. he's yeah. um owner of nature's oasis so oh. so he's more or less That's like cool. kind of like on the sideline like a silent partner sure um so he does help us here and there but yep. it's just a supporter yeah Buys a lot of our, our, our coffee is served in the uh, cafes there on in Lakewood yeah. and the Shaker Heights location. Great, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so. I, I, I that's actually where I discovered y'all was at Nature's Oasis. Yeah, awesome. Like I saw because I always uh, used to pick up my Rising Star bags there. Um, yeah. And then I saw y'all, and I love birds, and I was like, "Well, this is cool." And I figured <laughs> yeah. it was local. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really was that simple. I certainly that. helped us through like the last year, just yeah. keeping orders consistent with yeah. us. That really helped to pay for the overhead, and so he's been a big awesome. support for us. That's huge, great, good stuff. So, uh, I guess we can get into next. So, where do y'all source your coffee from? Like, how does that process work? Is that do y'all both work on that, or is it? Steward or how does we that? both like talk about it but uh it is a good question we we have two suppliers that import coffee um okay. and we don't do any direct trade yet um because there is some logistic challenges to that sure. for importing and and actually communicating with those farms so that's why right now we're just working with like um, a third party or something or it's how like a third party story? it's um cafe imports and olam specialty coffee they're really well known in the specialty coffee industry sure. to source good coffees they have some q graders that work with the farmers what um, is a q grader so q grader is like the sommelier of coffee or I know what that of is. wine oh. so right. okay, gotcha. mm-hmm. a q grader has a lot of knowledge and quality of how to analyze the coffee um and see that this coffee has a lot of defects 
this would be a grade three compared to a grade one. Um, so that will help distinguish the cost or the value of that coffee. Um, so that's why I kind of have the trust in them, and I, but I also have very good communication with them. It's like, hey, I really want a fruit bomb coffee. Um, can you set me up? Can you send me some samples? And they're like, all right, here's what we have coming in off the sure. – um, that's on the boat right now, be here in a month. And so then once it comes in, they'll send me samples. I'll do some sample roasting and I'll say, yeah, this is it. I like this. And there's some that are like, wow, this is just totally not what I want. So it's like, I'll just pass on that one. But, uh, there it's a hit or miss sometimes it's hard to say, but at least it's always good to get samples from, uh, our suppliers first. And then we really, uh, choose from there if we want it, uh, once the once the pandemic is over, I think we <clears throat> we have planned hopefully a trip, sure somewhere oh, yeah. to do an Go origin visit. trip. And yeah. uh, I actually one of our mutual friends, um, he's an, from Avon Lake as as we are, and um, his brother in law is Guatemalan. His family owns a coffee farm. Oh wow! Um, and I've been in contact with him, so we're we're working on developing a relationship with that farm. Um, and would love to do some sort of project. I don't, I don't know capacity-wise how much they'd be able to produce for us, but um, at least a limited-run project. So sure. things like that and going out to whether it's South America or Africa doing some sort of trip in the next year or so is our, kind of our goal. Yeah. yeah, that would be a blast, I could imagine. Oh, yeah. it'd yeah. be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, random question that I just thought of. How, is there a lot of consistency with, like, small like what would you how would you describe yourself like a craft roaster or oh because like with even with beer like a lot of breweries like the christmas sale from great lakes is different every year and that's kind of the fun of it in my opinion like okay how does how is it this year like is how is it with coffee like is there do you have the problem with consistency in the flavors or for us we are like uh, artisan craft Mm -hmm. we do small batches and yes there will be some inconsistencies here and there because we're not roasting 2,000 pounds at a time like other large-scale roasters. Mm-hmm. We do everything probably at 20 pounds or less. Mm-hmm. And um, that's part of the skill set I have to be consistent as much as possible when I roast these profiles for individual coffees or when I do blends. Um, but for consi- getting into consistency, consistency, that's where blends come in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we have our morning bird blend the cardinal the raven and the hummingbird those i blend with coffees that may change here and there but i try to develop the profile to be consistent year round so Mm -hmm. people can always have a kind of know at least what to expect at least know what they expect and can have it all the time and then we have our single origins that are very short term it could be we can have those for a month if it's really popular or sometimes three months but we always try to get really fresh harvested beans um from our suppliers and that's um part of the thing that's exciting though it keeps things exciting we're not it doesn't right. become monotonous and oh, like oh, absolutely same coffee and i would i would i mean speaking for inexperienced people like us like i you could probably be like we have this is so consistent it always tastes the same and i'd be like absolutely it does like i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah. and for me like i you know you'll know when you have a good cup of coffee as as an amateur like myself like you know, compared something from like McDonald's to like what you guys make, even what I'm probably even brewing it wrong at home and I still like it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was just curious how that works because I know I've heard more about that concept and the issues or whatever, however you want to describe that from the brewery side. But I've never really talked to somebody about that from a coffee side. So. Yeah, it's um, 
I think some some consumers expect that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a certain demographic, and they're going to certain unnamed chains. Yeah. I, um, yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of times those chains will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. buy certain coffees uh, and roast it very dark, uh, and that that kind of dulls out some of those yep. inconsistencies. I couldn't think of one chain that does that. Right? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Which super chain dark. Has super bitter coffee. I don't know. Yeah, I but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a certain demographic and, you know, they value consistency, but I think right. a lot of the small roasters and the fans of those coffees have started to value that seasonality and the different flavor notes and things like that. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. One of my favorite things, being more of a beer guy, I'm definitely a coffee novice. I enjoy it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Like, I enjoy how we were just talking last week about how different breweries, like, release their schedule for quarter one, two, three, you know, how, how the beers will change seasonally. And you're talking about, like, if you import, you know, smaller um, batches at a time, depending on the season and, you know, what was the the rainfall was like and the soil things were growing in. And, like, I can only imagine the amount of, like, there's I, there's got to be an unlimited number of variables that change, like, for, like just from the farmer's side of things. Mm-hmm. And then oh, yeah. how you could continue to tweak things with the temperature you're roasting at for oh, yeah. how long and what and in what size bag like I, I i i cannot even imagine how difficult that might end up being and how much like that can change the final product and so i think some people like i get really geeked when a brewery when the brewmaster's just like hey i i took a different like a base beer that we have and i aged it in something and this was just like me goofing around just because he's like a food chemist and that's what they like doing or you guys probably have your own versions of those kinds of things and yeah. i think a lot of people appreciate that like i don't necessarily need my coffee to be exact the, the exact oh, same way every single time right yeah. some people like you said there is a demographic that will want that they want their consistency and that mm-hmm. that's fine to each their own but like mm-hmm. i think it's kind of cool that you guys get to you get to play like mad scientist with your product and yeah. that's, that's fun it's fun it's definitely it, trying to explore each coffee especially new coffees that are coming in um it takes some time to dial in. Like it's like we'll roast a Guatemalan three different profiles. I'll do a light, medium, dark, and then I kind of cup those and distinguish. Well, this I'm there could be more development in the light roast. So I, then I try the medium. I'm like okay, I taste where it's smooth, it's sweet, but it could have some of those fruitier notes. So that's where mm-hmm. maybe something in between a light and medium. I just then go back into the, and roast it a little bit differently. So then. Fortunately, our roaster has the capability to record um, my roasting profile so I can save that in the system. That's really cool. So next time I want to roast yeah. it, I just load that profile into the um, nice. roaster, and it'll get pretty close to it. There's always variables with the atmospheric temperatures mm-hmm. and everything else that's happening. Even the bean temperature can fluctuate throughout the day. That can um, change the roast profile a little bit, but um, the flavor profile is there. Uh, so I, I don't want to like chase the perfect cup, but I want to make it at least balanced and yeah. not have any defects put in, in, um, during the roasting process into the coffee. Certainly. And it's a passion. Like it's, it's yours. Like yes, it's your I'm, product that you're putting out there. Yeah. It's so like for, people that like drink Birdtown coffee might not know it's literally like you, but you know, yeah, you want it to be as good as possible. Yeah. So, absolutely. And it's me and one other guy. I, we, um, just hired a roaster to help me out. Um, cause I can't be in front of that roaster every day to mm-hmm. help, you know, especially get this business to grow. Yeah. Um, he's been awesome so far and, and he's, he has some experience, so it's great, great to trust him. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's well, great. That's good news. So 
I want to, and by the way, if, if there's anything you want to add to any of the questions or topics, or if there's just something that I haven't said that you know needs to be said, just let me know. Sure. Okay. I'm just going to keep following you. I'm going to have another <laughs> beer. That's yeah, yeah absolutely. do that. We got plenty of that. <laughs> so I want to talk about the bourbon barrel aged coffee. Oh, that's so the, the, in another life, I was a journalist and I did an uh, article on bourbon. Are you a cat? How many lives yeah. do you <laughs> Nine. <laughs> no, I uh, used to be a journalist. I went to school for it and. I'm not a journalist anymore, but um, I did when I was, I interned for the Denver Post and I did an article on bourbon barrel aged coffee because at the time, this was about 2015, I think, if I remember correctly, maybe 2016. At the time, there wasn't a lot of places that were doing it. In fact, Denver had two of like maybe five at the time, unless these numbers were incorrect. What I, my point is that there wasn't a lot of places that were doing like aging beans in uh, whiskey or bourbon barrels. Um, and I saw that y'all did this for the holiday season. Yep. I unfortunately didn't get any to try. Uh, so I'll be looking forward to that next time y'all do it. So first off, how did that come about? Like, where did you first hear about that? And how do you think it went? Is this the first time you've done it? Yeah. So it's the first time we did it. And I think... Um you know, we, we had seen it at, for myself, at least at like one other roastery. Um, but we both love bourbon and both mm -hmm. love coffee and we're like, well, what the hell, let's give it a shot. So we, um, I called a bunch of distilleries down in Kentucky, found one that was willing to ship us up a, uh, a, a barrel and, uh, drilled a hole in it and, uh, poured about a hundred pounds of coffee in there, green, nice. green beans and, um, let it age for about 40 days. Yeah. And, um, you know, it came out, we, we surprised ourselves that it was even <laughs> edible, um, <laughs> but it actually ended up being really good. And I think we got a lot of really good feedback. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anything. It was very experimental for us. Sure. Yeah. Like we yeah. had, we read some articles, we <clears throat> trialed, uh, some from, uh, Oak and Bond. Um, I kind of, Saw them and saw how they do it, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna use that as my standard." And it was, it was good, but it was so overpowering of just bourbon. There was no coffee in there; it was just yeah, straight up wow. bourbon. And I was kind of like, "I don't want to go that far." And they aged theirs for like 120 days. Oh wow! So that's like, all right, well, let's not do that long because time period we want to release this during the holidays. So we yeah put 100 pounds of a Brazilian natural coffee in there. And like every week, I would agitate the barrel. I would like, like rotate the barrel so the inside beans would go on the outside. Just yeah. keep it aged equally, equally, and pulled out small samples and roasted those samples to kind of see and those. to see it where it's like developing. And I'm like, all right, I'm starting to get a sense. But man, when you smell, when you open that barrel, you just get that huge aroma of just bourbon. It was yeah. almost knock you out, but it smelled so good. And I could tell it's definitely infusing into the bean. Uh, beans are very um, absorbent, right? Or how, what's the term? The for bean itself is very. It's actually very dense as a bean. Like oh, you cannot okay, even okay. chew this if you wanted to, because um, it's the seed of a cherry. You're gonna raw beans, right? So the raw, raw beans, beans, yeah. yeah. Um, but once they go in the roasting process, they lose a lot of moisture, and then they they actually expand like almost two to three times their size, mm -hmm. and that's where they lose all their moisture, and it then becomes very porous. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, during the green phase, it absorbed a lot of that essence of the bourbon. And at 40 days, we're saying, all right, this is it. And we just pulled 
all the green coffee out of the barrel and um, store it in the canister, like a big can, and we just roast it to order. So we didn't want to roast everything at once. We mm. want to keep it fresh as we get orders um, and keep it consistent. But yeah. yeah, we did very well for for uh, what we got out of that, and we definitely are going to do it again next year. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think the feedback was that like you know you could taste the bourbon and it was like a very nice smooth taste but then if you wanted to taste the coffee you could whereas a lot of other of those types of coffees it's just a punch in the face and not to like not that i'm going to name names but some people put bourbon flavoring in their in their bourbon coffee air quotes bourbon coffee Mm -hmm. um some of them will age the beans in actual bourbon which is another just another way of doing it but um this worked for us and i think we'll probably Try hopefully try to replicate it again next next fall. Well, I think we're gonna actually drive down to Kentucky. Well, we're gonna have to Ooh. do the bourbon tour, <laughs> yeah. nice. the bourbon trail. We, right. you, you gotta do your proper research. That's right. right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Quality assurance. Yep. That's right. Yeah. What uh, favorite bourbon or whiskey? I'm not a big bourbon snob, but like Buffalo Trace is a, a good one. I know there's yeah. Yeah. really expensive ones out there. Right out there. Yeah. I think um, that's a good entry level. I yeah. just got uh, I so so I bought this house this year, and I'm like. I don't know why I put the two together, but I'm like, I need to start a bourbon collection. So I have like three bottles now. So I'm always asking people who say that they like bourbon, like, what do you like? What, what's good? Whatever. My brother has a lot. Um, I have Buffalo Trace, uh, Elijah Craig, and then Ryan bought me a bottle for Christmas. I can't remember the name right that now. That was the uh, Evan Elliot, Williams. Evan Williams. Uh, yeah. The special Evan The special Williams. one or yeah. 17 something? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Bourbon. I, I might, I might I crack into Kentucky. the Elijah. I really uh, don't like yeah. bourbon. Elijah. The Elijah Craig tonight. Yeah. One really I've, bad me, night me with and, too me much. And Dan and I'll do it. I can't go back. <laughs> bourbon in recent years. Yeah. Um, I I love the Buffalo yeah. Trace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love it's a good yeah. good price point. Oh fantastic yeah, fantastic quality for the price. You know, yeah. I think Four Roses for the price is one of the best you can get for bourbon, in my opinion. Okay, but especially if you get their spe- uh, what's it called? I don't. know. It's like they they have two levels. They have like the basic entry level one. Very good, in my opinion. But then they have, like, really special ones that are a lot more expensive, but they're also incredible. And then there's, like, Blanton's. Yeah. My yep. brother my brother recently uh, found a bottle of Blanton's. I guess they're, like, insanely hard to find. Really? But uh, and I had some of it, and it's just, like, it's it's incredible. Yeah. It's, like, um, 60 bucks a bottle, I think. No, it's not. So well, it's, like, it's pretty expensive. It's kind of like in the Woodford range, a little, maybe yeah, a little Woodford more. Where if it's like forty, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. so it's a little more. But yeah, I, um, sorry for the sidetrack. I just anytime somebody says they like bourbon, I have to ask because I'm like, <laughs> I'm, so, yeah. I'm such a novice and I'm trying to build a collection. Absolutely, so. got to. Um, but so yeah, I'm looking forward to the next year's bourbon era, uh, well, bourbon aged beans. Yep, that sounds great. I like. I've had three or four different varieties. There was one from Colorado that I really liked. It was kind of more what you guys were describing, where you have the bourbon essence, but you still taste the coffee. And I've also had one that literally was just like bourbon. Mm-hmm. And it was really weird because you're not going to get drunk off it, but it was no. almost like, am I going to get drunk? <laughs> you question it, yeah. But <laughs> you're not. Why don't you just take coffee and pour bourbon in? I, yeah, there you go. pretty much Which same thing. is also something that I do think is like enjoyable. That's how Jordan yeah, starts absolutely. every morning. But I like the idea of the bourbon aged beans because obviously you don't have to have, you can, you can drive your car and, and drink that yep. if that's the vibe you're going for. But I just think it's fascinating. I think it's, it's really cool that it's like a very new concept from what I understand <coughs> in, in, in the coffee business. And at least in the last decade or so, I yeah. don't know. 
but it's it was fun and we're definitely doing it again yeah. It, it's yeah cool. definitely different different yeah different sure. project yeah yeah all right so what what else do we need to know about birdtown coffee so you know we've we've gone through some of the basics you know is there any upcoming projects or upcoming blends or anything that you need to plug like what what do we got going on what else do we need to know absolutely yeah we have um another project coming up here um it's going to be a permanent fixture mm-hmm. um but it is a product called cafe de olla so it's spanish for uh, essentially pot coffee mm-hmm. um it was it's been around nice. over a hundred years not <laughs> not marijuana pot but <laughs> yeah, i guess you could if you want but uh it's it's traditionally made in a clay pot and um oh, it's boiled with some stuff i'll talk about but um it's been around since the mexican revolution hmm. And um, I had the the chance to try it, and um, I, I have a family member that lived in in Mexico City for twelve years, and um, and I, I got to try it down there as well. And um, just something we wanted to to bring to Cleveland. I don't think anyone, at least that I know, has done it around Cleveland. But um, so it's a style. So of so what it is is um, the traditional way it's brewed is in sure. a in a pot with um, uh, melted Mexican brown sugar. It's called poencio. And it's uh, pretty much pure cane sugar, mm. oh. um, raw raw cane sugar, um, and it's got a very raisiny rum tasting flavor to it. Mm. Um, it's got cinnamon. It has clove. Um, it's got. They're all very Mexican seasoning. Yeah. Cacao nibs. Uh, yeah. So it's got chocolate. So mm-hmm. c- cocoa nibs. Um, and we're also. Adding so our, our chocolate is from the Cleveland Chocolate Company, yep. cool. um, and it's boiled in this like clay pot essentially, and uh, it's fantastic. I will say our version we're going for a little less sweetness. Sure, um, I like that. I'm not a big sweets guy. So yeah, yeah like so that. it and it's uh, and this is right up your alley being Mexican. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I'll be. I've never had this though. Okay. I mean, I don't know what region of Mexico this is from, but. I'm sure it's probably everywhere, but that sounds fascinating. Yeah, and I th- I, when you when you mention cloves and cinnamon, like those are classic yeah. Mexican flavorings. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely, and we're so we're kind of in the the um, wrapping up our R and D phase. We have the labels, we have our our uh, cans that we're going to put this in, and um, we're hoping it'll be available um, early February. Oh, nice. Um, what, one other thing so we're it's working be on. Canned? Sorry, not to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. be canned. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. And so, like the bourbon came in a in yeah. a can, and we're kind of switching the style. So this is another project. Um, we are starting to put coffee in essentially paper canisters that can be okay. reused. Okay. So we're kind of going along with the um, reuse, recycle. Sustainability, uh, sustainability yeah. vibe, yeah. and um, offering these product this this product container that customers can get refilled, um, and uh, essentially it's bring it back and get a discount on their next purchase. I love it, cool. um, love, it. love that. So, but I th- I think we will put the Cafe de Oya in those um, yeah containers. Right. We're still working out the final details, but um, and would you brew that like? A normal coffee? Yeah, so yeah. it's so yeah, it's got it, all the flavorings in it already. It's but... gonna be pre-ground. So we sure. typically don't do pre-ground um because it it you know dissipates the freshness oh, a lot faster. But mm-hmm. um to have a homogenized um essentially scoop of all the spices mixed together, mm-hmm. it'll be pre-ground and it'll, you could just put it in a regular coffee filter or you know, however or you brew your coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um 
So yeah, it'll sounds be exciting. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's really cool. good. Yeah. So, but that'll Great. that'll be a year-round um, regular, pro- uh, right. regular product. That's really cool. I don't really know if that's. A, I've never even seen that in the city. We haven't either, so that's why we're excited. Yeah. We're <laughs> certainly great. excited to release it and get it to awesome. other people. Right yeah. Good stuff. Do you guys have? Um, sorry to cut you off because I'm. No, no, no. Uh, you're good. I, I want to ask you: Are y'all ever going to maybe do any cold brew, like any canned cold brews or something? Because I know some places here do that. But. Absolutely. It's just right now we're kind of limited on doing that because there's some like. Um, we have to get the equipment essentially and store to can um, the can yeah. to store it, and we're. Not at that phase at the moment, but mm-hmm. certainly we want to yeah. have some cold brew available. I know a lot of people. It's love just it. like the the big thing now, like everybody has it's cold brew. Everybody even in the winter, people brew. want cold brew, and it's it's a, a year round <laughs> product. So I, it's, I, I, we certainly want it. I never used to be like that, and about two years ago, I started drinking it, and I love it now. It's, so yeah, I, it's I, potent. Yeah, it's, it's potent. That's and what I love about. You gotta it. be careful. And <laughs> I do have some coffees that will be perfect for a cold brew, and awesome. um, so yeah, absolutely. But all other than like what Burtown coffee stands for we are definitely targeting on our website the entrepreneurs the artists the risk takers the makers we want to fuel them for to keep doing what they are doing uh, that's what we stand for and there's similarities i would imagine from your craft yes and the, yeah the it's, artist it's, craft. It, yeah. That, that's interesting too because it's like a reflection of you guys so it's right like, and that's what wanna, we want right you want to like help and empower people who are like you who are entrepreneurs risk takers and all that and being in the screw factory is absolutely the best place where we're at because there's so many other people there that are so um influential i I became friends with a lot of them and we all just connect so well and they just they support us and we support there's some really legit artists that are in there um one other project we've got going on you you reminded Mm -hmm. me it was um something we call birds on coffee conversations yeah so even though it's not a podcast, we interview um, artists or entrepreneurs, and um, we've done one so far. We just started this in the in the fall, and then COVID happened, and we've oh, been on yeah. pause. But we have the next one lined up here in the next week or so. Um, but we talked to them about their their path to where they are and um, the future of what they're doing, and. Um, so something to look out for. We'll hopefully post cool. one in the yeah. next month or so. You guys post that that like on your website. It's on the website. It's basically a blog style. So okay, it's a, um, I, essentially a transcript. There was already one with sure. Elliot, right? Or, or um, no, not Elliot. Um, it, sorry, there was somebody. Yeah, Peter. His name's Peter. Um, yeah. I don't know why I said Elliot. That was that's the other person <laughs> though, right? Elliot's our third yeah, partner. That, that's yes, okay. I'll mix it up. Yep, but, yep. So but Peter, um, okay. the one on the website is a uh, entrepreneur. Um, he is a software developer um investor so he he has a he's essentially a is it a bro is a broker or um um his, his website functions as a like brokerage a yeah. for investment opportunities yeah. for municipal and um uh investments in low income areas where okay. um typically they don't receive a lot of funding and he essentially set up this website that helps investors communicate with these um city development projects oh. Uh, so it's very cool if you get a chance to read it. Yeah. It's on I, the website. I, I did read it. I, cool. I was confused as I feel it's like okay. an idiot now. I don't know why I thought he was tied to you guys. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. Looking at it that way, it makes yeah. a lot more sense now. But um, yeah, no, that's that's exciting. Yeah, uh, and I also wanted to say um, your Instagram and I think Facebook. Right, you're on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Yep. So your Instagram is fascinating because you guys give like tips and stuff. 
Like, yeah. So know. I wanted, before we get into some pop-up questions that I want to touch just for fun, like local stuff that you guys like, what uh, is your, what is your favorite style of brewing? And do you think there's a superior style or is it kind of just whatever the blend is? Man, that's a, that's a loaded question. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, I think lately I really enjoy pour overs, um, mm-hmm. but with different devices. I have, okay. I, I pretty much bought just about every device there is at the moment. Um, each one does actually do a different brew style. It's all about immersion time, uh, which is the water to the coffee. There's the V60, which I've been using for years. Um, pretty notorious. Everybody uses a V60 mostly, if not a um, – I, I should say the French press is mo- most people use. But I use V60, manual um, pour-over. It has a faster flow rate, and that means that there's going to be a less water – to bean time, and you're gonna get a little faster brew time. So I like to put a light to light medium coffee uh, roast style in that because um, I don't want to over extract. And hmm. so I like that style. But uh, lately I've been getting into the Kalita Wave, which is um, different. It just has a different pour. Um, there's a little more immersion time, I guess okay. I should say. It's yeah. just different holes on the bottom. So there's a little more interaction with the water to the coffee and it takes a little bit longer to brew but it's more um it how should i say it? it's hard to explain but it's um slower brew rate but it's more forgiving i guess sure. a lot of people would say for the kalita wave and i like to put my medium roasted coffees in that one okay and it, it, they taste so different. so if i understand what you're saying it, it kind of depends what device you use depends on what kind of coffee you're planning to brew like if it's yes. a light brew versus a medium brew yep okay so in a french press would be mostly a lot of people use a dark roast dark for roast. a um for a french press because it is and that's why you want a coarser grind with a french press because you're going to have more immersion time and you're going to extract a lot more solubles from that bean and if you leave that coffee or that water in there too long you're over extract and you get that very bitter coffee and some people love that and that's why they like the french cr- uh, french press mm-hmm. um more, if I were to do a French press, I'm going to do my four-minute brewing process and pour it into a decanter or another uh, carafe okay. um, yeah. and not have it sit in the coffee the whole time. Like maybe most people would do their tea or they steep the tea and they mm-hmm. leave it in there. I'd rather not over-extract because it changes yeah. the profile. Okay. But, but, yeah, mostly that's kind of my favorite brewing process. But I also love espresso as well, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, I've been, I've been getting more into espresso lately. Yeah, I love that it's just like, I don't like, I love coffee, but if I'm like on the go, like drinking a whole thing of hot coffee can be a little much of a pain for me. But yep. like espresso is nice because you can, you can knock that oh, out yeah. in a, you know, a couple minutes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I also love the flavor. I, I also love how caffeinating they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to say because there's actually more caffeine in an eight ounce cup of coffee really? than a, and then there's a shot of espresso oh, because I didn't know that. Um, that process happens so fast, like 30 seconds is how you sure. make an espresso. So it's pulling some of the solubles, but it doesn't have that, that long enough immersion time to extract a lot of the caffeine. So there's roughly um, like, I think they say like 30 to 40 milligrams of caffeine in a oh, shot of wow. espresso. A shot 
you can double if you get a double shot. So then you, you do double because I usually do a double. So, like a so double then you're kind of if you do a double shot, then you're kind of getting close to a full like a cup of coffee, like a six to eight ounce, yeah. which is like eighty milligrams of caffeine. Okay, yeah. So now correct me if I'm wrong, but cold brew the, cold. that's really caffeinated, right? And the reason yes. why is because of how long it's yes. like Cause brewing it, that, or whatever. It could be eight to twelve hours or longer of uh, cold water. Just, you, could, you could overdose on. Uh, oh, and I've done that. Before. I've done that before. I've done that before. That's crazy. It's like you're just kind of like like you can't yeah. even focus anymore. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You got the, yeah your shakes and yeah yeah. Uh, I, re- I remember uh, the first time I had a cold brew. It was six, six shooter. Um, oh, those at are Cleveland potent. Bagel. Those are potent. I cracked it open and <laughs> took a sip and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's a lot. I and couldn't when, finish. And when, and when I do. Well, I love if cold you ever do well. finish those because I finished those six shooters like. If I do that when I have a bad day at work and I just have to like be as alert as possible, just, I don't even care if I have the shakes. I just, need just it. literally <laughs> sit, literally uh, yeah. shoot the six shooter. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, okay. Yeah, I was just curious. Some of those yep, good questions. questions. Um, any other stuff you want to plug before we move on to some non necessarily coffee related questions? You got anything? Come by and visit us. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Send us a message on Instagram or message Facebook. Message on Instagram, though, right? That's yep. What, okay. yep. Yep. Messenger. Um, we'd love to meet up with with uh, any fans or. Um, it's a personalized experience. Like, yeah, yeah. It, we it's a lot definitely of one. We show everybody that like kind of wants to come in. Uh, we invite some people that we find that are like big influencers in the community. We, I certainly invite them in. It's like, hey, just we give you a personal tour. Let me talk a little bit more about who we are. Yeah. Um, and anybody, oh, that's cool. So you guys do give like tours and stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, a tour. We I have mean, a like, yeah. fairly small facility, right. but right, right. we talk about ourselves and who we are and what we represent. But the coffees that we are, because we're still fairly new in this mm-hmm. coffee community, right? We're still kind of like the underdogs, but we're certainly gained some traction in, in the last year, mm-hmm. um, and this year is going to be even better. Um, but yeah, we definitely like inviting people and if people are very curious which they are and they reach out to us and man that's awesome that they're very dedicated to come and uh find their way through the screw factory to get to us uh, we certainly give them the experience so it's funny you say that because that I, I i had had your coffee before um i you know a while back when i first saw a couple several months ago at least when i first saw it at oasis he was like birds no way like, yeah, birds <laughs> and coffee okay but I it triggered the idea to invite you guys on the show because first of all we've been trying to get more guests like that's kind of at least half of what we want to do as a podcast is this yeah and uh, I I forgot her name Crave Cleveland or something Crave she she's like got an Instagram and TikTok yep, I've seen that she did a little tour at yes. y'all's place yeah, yeah. and yep. that's when I was like it like triggers I was like. We got to get these guys on the show. Like, I, I, I'm, awesome. I'm glad we did. And, no, and absolutely. We should also schedule a tour sometime. And I'd be please, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Come up on. We'll come up on anything about coffee, and I would yeah. love to learn a little bit. Come more. Come up on a roasting day. We'll show you how to yeah. roast, and um, we'll have to schedule that for sure. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Ryan wants to know if you use leather bags or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made one joke, and then the leather bag <laughs> thing never goes we, away. We can. We always roast them for like. A Everything. couple things. This, this, this is me. No, that's me though. I find one thing and I don't let it go. That, Just that's a very damn. Hammer This is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. But it's, it'll it's, remind you that you said good something. Fun. Yeah. You know, one, one other thing I think um, I want to pursue. There's a project I'm working on that uh, um, they have certain requirements, and it's actually a vegan uh, establishment. So we're 
working on a, a product that fits their um, sure. their mold. And, you know, coffees aren't vegan per se, but um, Wait. there are. Why wouldn't they be vegan? Well, it, it's not like a certification. Oh, I see. I, right. I should okay. say. So it organic or, yeah. yeah. Got so it. there's Got organic it. coffees. There's fair trade coffees. There's rainforest sure. certified, but there's also bird friendly coffees. All right. Okay. So um, yep. something I want to pursue Jordan's is like, yes. looking into, uh, it's like bird and um ecology friendly like the ecosystem yep. of, of where those coffees grow they maintain the ecosystems and the and birds that live in where those a trees lot of the good coffees really cool. come from is where some of the most vibrant bird like species are like yeah it's unbelievable how many species of like the the ratio of bird species that are in south and central america is just insane mm-hmm. yeah like I, it's like nowhere in the world i don't even, maybe like the african rainforests maybe but like Central and South America, yeah. the 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 unique species they have in that area is just blows the rest of the world out of the water. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's so that's something to watch out for. We're just putting our toes into that one, but uh, something. Well, cool. if you guys ever need a, a bird expert, you know, just something else. it's no, yeah. it's actually awesome. crazy. We've played this game it's numerous really times. Weird, you we, yeah. you could Google Google uh, a, bird a random bird. <laughs> Google a bird and just show him the picture. And he'll tell you what it is. I'll at least know. I, I, I'll at least know like the family. Or how did like, How did you get into that? So it, it's a lot. I, I don't need to get. But it's long. Long story short, uh, my grandma got me into birch. Just I was sad because we were leaving. Used to live in Houston, and we would come up to visit her in Willoughby. Uh, well, her, and my grandpa, in Willoughby, and we'd stay for like a week or two. And you know, as a kid, it was just so sad to leave grandma, and grandpa, blah blah blah. So like I was sad, and she was trying to cheer me up, and she always fed birds. Um, and I don't know, it's just something clicked. And ever since then, I just fascinated. I, I mean, we're talking about good 10 years of my childhood into my teen years. I was weirdly obsessed with birds, like memorizing their names and, and logging which ones came to our yard. And I would go on bird tours with my dad and like, I'd be like, oh, there's a blah, 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 blah. And people would be like, are you sure, honey? Like, I don't, <laughs> that bird hasn't been. And they'd be like, oh my God, it's actually, I'm, I'm like, I, I just... You know, I, I I got back into it this year because the pandemic kind of knocked out a lot of hobbies I normally do, and <laughs> like my, you know, going out to bars and stuff. Like it's a good uh, hobby. Yeah, a great hobby. No, I'm just joking. But like, one of the a lot of the stuff, you know, concerts, sporting events, whatever, has been knocked out. So I got kind of got back into birdwatching this year. But yeah, that's how I got that's in. Awesome. It. I can't explain it. And if you ever talk to anyone else who's as weird as me about birds, there's no logical explanation. You just, just something clicks with birds. I don't know. I have no idea. That's how I am with coffee. <laughs> yeah. I get it. There you go. Everybody has that thing, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Patrick, um, uh, Patrick's sister, Patrick Brennan, yep. um, his sister is the, she's an ornithologist at the um, nice. Cleveland Museum of Natural History. She oh, does wow. all the mounting okay. and all that stuff. Great. And I've seen some yeah. of her work. It's really yeah. impressive. But yeah. it's it's a, that, that you can get a PhD in ornithology. Oh, so. I know. Yeah. Sounds I like you're halfway there. Wanted to, <laughs> at least, I wanted to do that. As at least. <laughs> I probably should have, but um, it's a good hobby though. And what I, is that? That is a type of partridge or grouse, but I don't know which it's kind. A, it's a roughed grouse. <laughs> <laughs> Within five seconds, he got it. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know which one Impressive. specifically, but <laughs> anyhow. Um, well, so let's go on to some fun questions. This is just just to get to know you guys a little better. So yeah. y'all have been in the area for a while, it sounds like. So these should <laughs> these should work for y'all. So what's your favorite Cleveland, or we're going to say Northeast Ohio, uh, neighborhood? 
mine would be Gordon Square. Mm-hmm. I like that area. It's still Great up area. and coming, mm-hmm. developing, but there's a lot more good businesses coming in there. But I love the art that they put up on the street art. I really enjoy that. That's a great area. Yeah, I'm Lakewood, so Lakewood's yes. not a neighborhood. I know, but it's it well, feels like a neighborhood. <laughs> it's a it's like I get. Yeah. We, we would consider. I mean, I yeah, mean, we're we in the Birdtown neighborhood technically, but like Lakewood feels like one big neighborhood to me. It and that's is. I think that's why it's I like its it. Thing, yeah. It reminds me of um, like Old Town Chicago, or I'm so funny you said that because. I was in that area. I've been in that area several times the last few years, and I always am like, I kind of get a Lakewood vibe yeah, here. Yeah, but Lakewood's like a more, a less chaotic version. Right. Of that. Exactly. But, it's the yeah. mixed use uh, streets and um, the local bars and restaurants. And yeah. All that stuff. Great. Um, so it can't be Birdtown, of course. But what's your favorite local coffee cafe or roastery? So I mentioned Hartwood and Rising Star. I've been following them since they started uh, back in like 2011-ish, sure. and that's those two really inspired. Where's Hartwood? Hartwood's out of Hudson, so they now Hudson. have like Chagrin okay. Falls and Hudson, so they have two locations. More on um, the east side. Yeah, more east side, mm-hmm. but um, before they had their even their first shop, I was ordering their coffee online, and actually became, uh, not close, but knew the owner, uh, sure. Jim yeah. Sanders, and just uh, when he opened up his first uh, story, he did a Kickstarter. And certainly has supported him and uh, funding crowdfunding uh, that opening. So it was really awesome. awesome. And then Rising Star has just been there. It's actually reminded me that they were kind of like the pioneers of specialty, other than Phoenix has been here. Yeah. But Phoenix has gone through several changes. Um, but I think Rising Star kind of really pushed forward with specialty coffee and with a, a lot of different origins. And I really enjoyed what they were doing, especially in the uh, Hingetown area where they started. Oh, yeah. That's um, a great location. Yeah. That's, it, it just brings back memories. When I used to watch uh, Kim uh, Jenkins, where he was on his roasters, I walk in there, like, just like, oh, this place is just pretty much bare minimum, but yeah. oh, he's yeah. grew tremendously. Yeah. Well, Rising Star is my I know nothing about Yeah, coffee, it's me and Dan. Rising Star is my favorite. Yeah, it's our favorite. Awesome. I, know, I know these guys like Phoenix. So. Yeah. So, now Phoenix has done awesome oh, lately sure. since they are, uh, since they kind of changed ownership. Um, they buy a new roaster. Um, Christopher, the head roaster, uh, guy is a guru in coffee. I have a lot of respect for what he does. Um, so I hope to get to his level someday, but I'm not even close at the moment. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, for me, I think my my intro to higher-end coffee was when I worked downtown in, like, God, it must have been, like, 2010 or something. Um and I went into poor yeah. downtown. Yep. Uh, it was just a different level of coffee I'd ever had before. Um, I almost OD'd that day on caffeine. <laughs> um, probably did, <laughs> but uh, it was a good experience. I love poor. Poor yeah. got me when I <clears throat> when yeah. I moved back to Cleveland permanently, or moved. I should say moved to Cleveland permanently. Poor was like that transformed what I thought of coffee. That's when I started drinking coffee black. Mm-hmm. Like I never put anything in it anymore here uh, and that's yeah. it sounds probably silly to you guys but like that's where i started learning to drink yeah. coffee like that. that's awesome because yeah he uh, um i think is charlie his name uh, I, I cannot pronounce his so last name but i know he yeah, I, literally brought the world's best coffee here to cleveland with uh, kopi and uh, tim uh, wendelbow um fantastic five elephants coffee i remember and it's just the best and that really set the standard and set the bar really high yeah. for where i 
may go in some direction, but those are very specialized coffees. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I, I agree. Pour is another really yeah. good choice. I agree. I love pour. Uh, just what's a f- small business that you guys like? It doesn't I, have to be a restaurant. It could be. It could be any you know, clothes, or it could be whatever. Top of mind, nine, uh, the nine six one collective. Uh, okay, he does. Not familiar. He uh, Shadi is the owner, and he's uh, does letterpress printing. So on an old school Heidelberg press that was from the 50, 1950s, 60s that he rebuilt himself. Um, he's uh, based out of the. On the east side, I'm trying to figure out what that area it's is. Right off MLK, yeah, 90, it's just that, south of that. Um, okay. There's a okay. kind of like the screw factory. There's the same style oh, building. There's a lot of artists in the building. Yeah. yeah, and he does a fantastic job. Just like custom letter um, heads of like, he actually has to send out and get molds uh, made and get sent back to him, and it goes on a letter or this press that gets puts ink on the mold and wow. paper gets pressed up against it, and it's very custom. Mm-hmm. And nobody else around here does it, but that's really cool. Um, we're actually working with them to do some packaging labels for us, so that's, that's cool. definitely a cool collab. Yeah, what's yeah. it called again? The Nine Six One Collective. Awesome. Yeah, that's a, sorry. An- another project plug is our new bags um, mm-hmm. coming out soon. You'll, oh yeah, are they leather? Uh, <laughs> they're not leather, unfortunately. Damn. Um, I'm out. I'm not kidding. For that reason, I'm out. But they're pretty damn sharp, so keep an eye out. That'll be coming out with cool. Shoddy's uh, a band or, of, or, yeah. Or right, whatever yep. it's called. Yep. Typog- typography. Yes. So, yeah, it's a letterpress, but yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'll really, look them up. I'll look them up. Yeah, yeah cool. definitely. Look them up. The process is so cool. Um, so, yeah, definitely a shout-out to him. There we go. For me, I think um, – so I, I'm a part-time landlord and property manager, and um, when I have to fix something, I've had terrible experiences going to Lowe's and Home Depot and trying to find someone to tell me what uh, what I need, how the heck I do something. Uh, there's a place in Lakewood called Lakewood Hardware. and I'm um, real close to that. Yeah. Do you? Okay. They're phenomenal. They know really? their stuff. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Highly recommend if you have any home project needs, they'll tell you exactly what you have to do. You won't overbuy. And I think that's the cool thing about Lakewood that they still have a hardware store yeah. that's not Ace or right. Home Depot <coughs> or Lowe's. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just think that's really cool. Yeah. But, all right, Lakewood Hardware. Any uh, piece of advice? Uh, my brother has just recently purchased a few properties to uh, rent out, and he's doing cool. property management and real estate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Any uh, any advice for uh, for an, I think he he texted me today. He just closed on his second rental property. Cool, Lakewood, so, right? Is it in in first one's in Lakewood. Oh, first one's Lakewood. first one's right by uh, the Aldi on One Seventeenth and Madison. Okay, and then he just actually closed on one in Parma. So, advice for him would be to check out. There's a resource called BiggerPockets.com. Mm. Um, it's a, essentially a social network for real estate investors and it is nothing like Facebook, yeah. but it's pl- a place where, um, attorneys, investors, financers go to collaborate, ask questions. They have like lease forms. They have, um, uh, investment calculators. You can figure out if you should flip a property or, sure. um, rent it out or, you know, whatever, um, that's probably my first piece of advice. Second is to utilize something that's called cozy.co. Okay. And it's a free resource to electronically collect rent. 
and okay. do um, like man like maintenance requests. Um, it does kind of year end tax stuff if you keep your expenses through there. Sure, um, all free, and it does background checks, um, applications. It's phenomenal. Okay, yeah, so, thanks. I'll let and and Zillow just started charging like ten bucks a week for posting. Stuff for rent on there, so F them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to let them know. I t- it's a good way to get my own flesh and blood brother to actually listen to my podcast. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a few more. Uh, favorite brewery in Cleveland? Um, I think recently it was Saucy Brew Works. Yeah, big fans of Saucy. I, 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 think I really like uh, their beers. And I like their. had a bad beer. I went to okay. I went to high school with uh, one of the owners. Did so, you? So uh, we got to, uh, at least I did. I don't think you guys were with me. We got to take day. a tour of like their operation and everything, and they're they have like this state of the art brewing system from like Germany. And yeah, it's, like, it's, just, it's pretty insane. nice. Yeah. yeah, I have a mutual friend that's supposed to hopefully get us connected with them. I would like to do a, a yeah, collaboration with Yeah, because they're getting into the coffee game. Yeah, so I, I really want to get a collaboration with them. Their tap room, in, I think, in Columbus serves coffee cool. now. Do they? I don't think the one in Cleveland no, does yet. you're right. It's in Columbus. Yeah, the well, tap room in, in Columbus. They that do. was a question that I was going to get to later, but it is a perfect segue for it. So you yeah. were talking earlier about how you worked with somebody to get a bourbon barrel. Have any? Have there been any breweries that have gotten in touch with you guys? Because the whole coffee stout has become like a right. – I mean, they've been, they've been yes. popular, but they're everywhere, I feel like, now. We – yes, we haven't seen anything yet. Um, we're, we had a collaboration with uh, Forrest uh, – Forest Brewery? Forest City Brewery. So still to happen. It, it's just things I know things have kind of slowed down for him because uh, they've, got... they've been kind of in a dark spot, I know, for a while. For a, Yeah. yeah. So, they shut down for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. people were just not listening. It, yeah, right. Basically. I we talked about that. The po- yeah, they posted So he it, just yeah. decided just to shut down for his own reasons and mm-hmm. good reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of why. Um, but absolutely, it's still going to happen uh, awesome. when the time is right. But yeah. we definitely want to explore other breweries in this area, especially I think Saucy well, would be a great one. If anyone's only, listening, please yeah. reach out. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I, that's why like, I'm saying there's again. There's only like, what, 40 now in the, in the yeah. city? Right, right. <laughs> Saucy had one of the, like, Jimmy and I both loved it. It was, um, it was, uh, it was called, yeah, it was called, Por- no, it was Phobia. It was from, oh, okay. Phobia, was, yeah. Coffee stout was from Port, but Phobia was just their own. Yeah, Phobia was like a it was a blonde stout with like coffee, and I don't know where the coffee came from or where the flavor came from, but that was one of my favorites. I mean, I that's one of my favorite type of beers. Blonde stout. I've always said my favorite type of beer or my favorite beer in the city is the albino stout from Butcher Butcher and Brewer. Brewer. Yeah, it's a like a it's a albino like coffee stout. It's so good. It's incredible. I always get it when the um, what's that thing called? Oh, beer festival. Beer festival. Yeah, beer fest. Yeah. Great time. <laughs> Which was we didn't get to go to this oh, year, but I didn't. Yeah, no, I mean this year. Oh yeah, that's right. They had yeah. it last year because COVID hadn't hit right yet. before COVID. Yeah, 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 my brother threw up a jalapeno <laughs> in a trash can. Yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> he swallowed it and he was I like, "No." Nope. Uh, <laughs> he's lucky nobody saw him do that. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, for, for, for me, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, Cleveland has so many good. Mm-hmm. Breweries. I don't know if I can say I have a favorite, but now that you just mentioned Forest City, like the vibe in there is so cool. And oh, like, yeah. The fact that that place is from like the 1860s yes. or 70s, 
is so cool. Like that the fridge. Beer garden, the beer like garden a, in the oh, back yeah, is so yeah, phenomenal. The back, in the back, summer, the it's back, the back. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. For me, I guess I'm more about the uh, ambiance and the experience than the... Yeah. I'll, I'll chug any beer I can get my hands on, but um, right. like my other favorite is Collision Bend. Just Love the, it. The, the food is the phenomenal. Food is great. The patio, watching the ships go by. Yeah, and, it's the best patio in yeah, all Cleveland. It Absolutely. is. It is. That right on the water there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially when there's a concert going on. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, great choices. Um, cool. So this is a little kind of similar vein, but just a, is there a bar like a like a bar that sticks out? Uh, we were just talking on the yeah. way here. Yeah. We we've got two young kids and we haven't been out in forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, I, no, I, there's so many good bars. It's, oh, there is in the city. It, it, yeah, especially in like Lakewood and and honestly Parma and has a lot of great like a lot of dive bars in Parma. I would I oh, obviously open for suggestions. So yeah. Lakewood Village Tavern, baby. Village oh, where's Town. that one? Uh, it's near Birdtown. It's okay. on Madison uh, by Angelo's Pizza. It's like in the same block. Nice. Okay. It's my it, everyone's probably rolling their eyes. It's my favorite <laughs> dive bar in the city. Um, it's a great spot. I think nice. one of the other ones that's real close to us is LBM. Yeah. L- oh, yeah. I want to go to that one. Okay. I really want to go to that one. Yeah. So Lake Village yeah. Tavern is like a, a, a the local spot. To, dive it's a, it's a bar. Goofy, it's a go- it's a great spot, but it's a dive bar, uh, and I love it. But if you want like cocktails <sighs> and great food, LBM like LBM, they are like on the level of uh, Porcos. Like if you've ever been there oh, with yeah. their cocktails, they're also like a Viking yes. bar. So yeah. you're, you're gonna get like. Supposedly I love they have metal. insane burgers there. They do. They do. Okay. I love metal, and they're always playing, like, metal, and nice. they just have their own vibe. That's, like, right near you guys, too. Yeah. 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 It's a little yeah. walking distance. Yeah. We're going to yeah. go yeah. You guys, go, yeah. go, there yeah. for, go there for the happy hour. I don't know if they still have the deal, but at the time, it was about a year and a half ago, they had half-off burgers during happy hour, and they're so good. All right. Huh. So good. Cool. On the list. <laughs> now yeah, so I'm really more convinced I know now. they had some things What's going on the, with COVID, though, so yeah. definitely check what What's their the, I know their are. hours are, like, later yeah. in the evening. But. What's the really good Colombian place that's over there, Oh, too? Barocco. Oh, Barocco. Barocco. That's, right. Barocco. Yep. Yep. that's one yeah. of my favorite restaurants. So good. Yep. Yeah. So, cool, cool. Um, let's wrap up with, we'll do date night spot in the oh, city. these are new. Yeah, yeah. I mixed up. We even just said they have guests. kids. I don't know if they get, if they don't get out much. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, we don't. Date night a thing. But but I feel like a date a date, a date night's even more special, right? Oh, when you oh yeah, yeah we exactly. definitely have to plan them. But um, <laughs> anything that's entertainment friendly, we like. I've, I've been to the so um, what is it? Social bowl, social bowl. Oh, oh punch bowl, social. Punch bowl, social. Yeah. Thank you. Fun place. Uh, that's a fun place because there's a lot of things to do there. There's like four levels. Yeah. Um, but just <laughs> and look. it's a place like you can bring your kids too, like. Unless you're going late at night. Well, not late at night. Yeah, late at night. Yeah. Daytime. Yeah. We have to get a babysitter. But (laughs) um, I've done comedy clubs, which are fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're still happening or not. But um, Yeah. Hilarities. uh, Hilarities is having shows. Okay. But also just golfing. I I really enjoy going golfing with my girl. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Big golf guy. Yeah, for me, I think, um, I mean, I think both of our wives, who are sisters, love doing, like, activities and getting out and stuff. So anything, like... Like you said, golf or um, kayaking down in, in the river. Yeah. Um, but I think for for me, one of my favorites is uh, La Albatross over on the east side. Okay, French food. Um, yeah, uh, outstanding food. The the ambiance in there is just uh, it's on another level. It's yeah, really cool. I've, heard, you walk I've in. never been there, but I've, I've never been. Yeah. Any time I go online and see like list of like best like restaurants or places to go in Cleveland, that's on the list. Yeah, highly recommend it. Um, pretty Great. good. 
good price points, great food. And in the, the happy hours there in the summer, outstanding. Nice. And they've got a nice patio. Cool. That basically concludes the uh, the pop questions. Um, cool. Yeah, so that wraps up all the stuff I had planned ahead for you guys. Um, please let us know before we end if there's anything else you want to plug. Um, <coughs> for now, we can bounce into some sports. Yeah, just a little and bit. Close the episode out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so obviously, I mean, we did our post game show talking about the Browns. Uh, you guys said you kept up with the Browns this year. Yep. We're finally good, so <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, but uh, we're still sad. We're still sad. Especially Ryan. He's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Every, yeah. It happened. I'm still and I'm still sour about the. You, know, you guys mentioned the Indians as well. I'm still sour about the whole Frankie oh, and their thing. Three dollar payroll. Uh, yeah, not great. Everything's bad with the Indians. The payroll for the Indians is about to be hilarious, and so it's like thirty million dollars right now. It might not even be there yet. Um, so the the Indians, it's like um, we threw uh, we sacrificed uh, Frankie Lindor to the Mets, and the Ohio State lost. How's but, he got to be? How's he got to be feeling right now? His uh, general manager just got fired. Yeah, I was gonna he's say at least, dog uh, picks. I was gonna say at least. You, I was gonna say <laughs> oh, at least. Yeah. At least y'all's GM doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they used to call Brett Favre the old dong slinger. We now, nice. We've now got the dong slinger reincarnate right now. I mean, this <laughs> that was, guy is that just, was a bad. Man. I mean, did you is. hear about this? By the, yeah, I know we're a Cleveland bad. podcast, but no, this guy was texting. Uh, Female reporter 60, 60 times messages. unanswered without yeah. an yeah. answer, and then just decided, Here's what will get me over. I'll send her a picture of my dick. I want to, <laughs> I just, I, I... Uh, and, and according to the ESPN article, fully erect, by the way. Oh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I was listening. If you're do it, do it right. Yeah, right. right. I was say, like, yeah, Jeff, pa- I'm listening to Jeff Passon, like the ESPN. He's like, Woj uh, is for basketball, he oh, is yeah. what he is for baseball. From Cleveland, by the way, and he's yes, he is, and he's Shout he's out. like going through this whole thing, and I. He really went out of his way to specifically mention that it was erect. I'm like, Jeff did, <laughs> didn't need to know, bro. Too many details. <laughs> I mean, like a dick pic is still a dick T-M-I. pic. T M I. And it's just and like this. This this happened in 2016 when he was. It with was the with Cubs. the Cubs. Yeah. He's yeah. been the Mets GM for a month, yeah. and he got fired. I gotta end. say that new owner is oh, good stuff for the Mets. Why did I this mean, just he... come out? Uh, well, so I don't. Simple, I don't think it was. I, he was. So this guy wasn't a GM yet. This was his first like. Like he finally got to this position, and the reporter, who by the way is actually not even a reporter anymore, yeah, um, she, she said she didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to do in the moment, and then what it came out to is like I think the explanation that she gave was like, with him in this new role with even more power, didn't want it to happen to somebody else, and so she decided to come forward. And I, and like credit where it's due, that's got to be a really difficult thing to just yeah. to come out with because well, of all of the scrutiny and all the... Not even for him, the, but for her, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all the crap that it brings up for her, but, like, I mean, you mentioned, like, you mentioned, like, 60 messages... Unanswered. ...without response. She just stopped responding to him. Head, like, I'm not... I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just... La- I just, it's just, like, a nervous laugh. Like, bananas. Like, 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 I feel so like bad for her. Like, right. for him, what's the... What was the tipping point? Like, he got to... Text message thirty seven. He's like, no, nope, got to keep going. Right. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's, it, I think that I think like for I me, guess credit to well, him for, for me, being that, persistent. That, for me, that God. yeah. For me, yeah. that shows some me. Point. For me, that shows me how scary of a person he is. Yeah. Like that's not normal behavior. Like we've no. heard of like double texting and triple texting. Like that's yeah, whole nother level. Yeah. It's like nice. it's. I think that I, that show. I think obviously clearly that's the clinical. Mets did the right yeah. thing. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's it's not just. And then it once you, I mean, again. once you send it, once you send it, right? And I think what you said that she said, like it, it will probably happen again. Oh, absolutely! And I, I bet yeah. you, she probably unfortunately wasn't the only one. That's it probably and has that's happened thing before. Is, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, all the, again, like all the, all yeah, the jokes Rick about the it. creepiness of it aside, like, yeah. you know, that she's probably dealt with that crap for the entirety of her career. And so many other reporters yeah. have had to deal. Like, I can't imagine having to deal with that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Like, as a journalist, did you uh, did you ever deal with that? I did not ever. I, you know, I I can't say there was ever a time where I got sixty sexually. I don't know, man. Messages. I don't know, man. You you uh, you interviewed some bands, so I, they're weird people. To my knowledge, I don't think I've ever interviewed someone who has had a scandal since. But I have interviewed some weird people. I'm sure of that. That's I'm there's sure no that. doubt there. Well, that's but yeah. Well, at any rate, yeah. So yeah, the Mets are gonna keep doing Metsy things. Uh, the Indians are gonna have their their you know basement payroll. Oh, uh, the Browns God. just won a couple games. That was cool. That was the first time yeah. in my yeah. like adult life. I was I I was. Talking with these guys a couple weeks ago, I was four the last time the Browns were in the well, playoffs. You guys so like, beat your arch, right, you guys beat your arch rivals in the in the postseason. That was Who's great. That? Who's that? Oh, oh, don't do it. This, no. I apologize in advance. He's going. He's going to. No, I'm not saying it. You're going to have to do it on your own. He's that, got a soundbite uh, thing, and it's wait. It's, is it, I forgot the rules. Is it, <laughs> yeah, I forgot the rules. Is it if we say it has to be the team name? Wait, no. There, play the other one. No. No. Play the new one. Play the new one. Play the new oh, one. Oh, yeah. That this, one's this, so oh, yeah. funny. So I don't know if you guys... Uh, let me bring my mic back to my mouth. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it. Did you guys see the viral video of the Steeler fan throwing a ladder through his TV? No. Oh, <laughs> my God. So this guy is, like... Uh, Meltdown. Like, seen yeah, red. Like yeah. It was so dramatic, it was borderline staged. I was like, is this even right. real? He just it was so like screaming and screaming at the TV, whatever. And then I, I cl- we clipped the. I, I didn't clip it. My so buddy funny. Brett cl- uh, clipped it and put it on our soundboard. Shout out Brett down in uh, Jacksonville. And uh, this is him talking about Baker Mayfield beating his beloved Steelers. <laughs> I just like bro, uh, yeah. Fake, fake like or not? In, like I in, want uh, that. I want to inject that into my veins, yeah. like on a loop. Like I, I need. <laughs> I just love the bro. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's like cackling because he's starting to cry, and he's bro. Yeah, yeah. That was that was wild, man. I mean, like what a what a time for the Browns. Like the you know, the Cavs have, and then we lost to the we lost to the defending Super Bowl champs, man. I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean. We had a shot coming out of the wire. I we mean, did. those were the champs. And, we did. If, and if the refs would just understand oh, the rules God. and call a penalty when a guy launches that with hurt. his helmet and hits that the guy in the head, helmet causing helmet. a fumble, which caused the dumbest rule in all of sports, <laughs> the fumble out of the end zone to a touchback. Oh, that was exciting. But did hey, I, I, did I mention I'm still not over it? All right. <laughs> but you know how we talked about this, too. Like it's, a, it's so cool that we're going into the offseason. We don't have to worry about firing a head coach. We don't have to worry about, like, what quarterback are we going to draft because we have a top three pick again. Did you like, did you hear uh, Stefanski yesterday? He said, uh, you know, I sat down with – because all the players do exit interviews at the end of the season. And he's like, sat down with Baker, and I, I can't tell you how excited he seemed – that he doesn't have to go into a season learning another new offense. Well, yeah, th- exactly. This is going to be – he'll be going into his fourth year, and this will be – he's already had – in three years, he's had three systems. So four. I, he's Well, yeah, four this if he's got the, the interim. Yeah, so, like, he, he finally gets to have some consistency. And we've been so. talking about it the whole year. That's one of the main reasons why I've been giving him a little bit of extra credit. Like, uh, a lot of people seem to dog the guy, and it's like he's done a hell of a, hell of a job with remarkably difficult circumstances. <laughs> So I'm excited. We have uh, we have a draft pick that's in the high twenties, um, twenty six, which is again I can't remember. At least Just, you know we haven't had one of our own that that low in the first round right, in a long right. time. Whoever the best player is on defense, defense available, hundred percent. I don't care what position it is. Doesn't matter. 
Just take him. Could not matter. Anything on defense. I want yeah. the entire draft to be straight defense. Yeah. And every free agent <laughs> signing will be more defense. Yeah, I, right. We could have it in – yeah. No such thing as too much uh, defense this offseason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was um, – that was that was the Browns, man. And then we have another uh, Cavs player who was throwing food in the locker room. Oh my god! Do you guys hear about Kevin Porter Jr.? No. So, so there was the yeah. famous uh, soup incident. Uh, J.R. Smith threw a soup at Damon Jones. Iconic. Yeah, that was that was several years ago. Still don't know what kind of soup it was. Yeah, there were rumors that it was chicken tortilla, but those have not been substantiated. The hard hitting questions. Yeah. Um, but apparently, so Kevin Porter Jr. has been having a rough year. He hasn't played all year, and it's been a lot of this was this was the reason he slid in the draft. This is a lot of maturity issues, issues um, with combativeness and attitude and mm-hmm. off the court stuff. And apparently, he's been dealing with a bunch of crap this year, so he's been sitting out. And we just traded for a couple guys. We were part of that big deal that sent uh, Harden to the Nets, and uh, uh, apparently, he was upset that somebody took his locker. One of the new guys like moved into his locker space, and apparently that didn't sit well with him. And the, and he the went team ballistic. wanted to move it around for like COVID spacing reasons, whatever. So, and he walked into the locker room, saw that one of our new players, Torian Prince, now had his locker. The team gave him his legend. Locker by the him. way, he's a legend. If you guys remember, he's the one who he played for Baylor, and they lost to Yale. Oh yes, and they were like, "How how do you explain that Yale out rebounds Baylor?" And he had the most sarcastic response. He's like, well, a rebound is when you grab the basketball after a missed shot and you pull <laughs> it down with two hands and you secure it. Uh, they had more of those than we had. <laughs> you should look it up. It is one of the greatest clips of all time. I immediately <laughs> feel better about this trade. Oh, big, I'm a big Prince fan. Also, I'm a big Jared Allen fan, so... I've yeah. heard good things. People that I the big dude with the fro. Yeah, people mm-hmm. that I respect who know basketball seem to be pleased with the way that it's the a Cavs solid pick. Asked, he's only yeah. twenty two years old. It's yeah. a solid. Yeah. Pick he's about up. to get paid, but he's, he's averaging double doubles already. Which cool. I mean, for this uh, this type of NBA, it's for as a big man, that's good. So. Cool. Yeah. So Porter Jr. saw that his locker had been taken, and he lost his mind. Threw a fit. Was throwing food in the locker room. The GM tried to uh, calm down. I guess a lot, some stuff that was said has not come out yet. But a quote that did come out was he, Kevin Porter Jr., was comparing this to modern day slavery, which, oh my, yeah, it's just like his. I I don't, you know, I don't know what he meant by that, but like the guy he was yelling that at is African American. The head coach of the team is like I have, I have no idea what he meant by that, but logic, right, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I don't, po- I don't say this to like make to make a joke. Like, I, legitimately, he is not particularly stable. Like, he's he's clearly dealing right. with some stuff, and so like, who knows what he's and thinking stuff, about and, or going and, through? And stuff that the, the team's not even willing to acknowledge. Right? Nobody knows what's wrong. Oh, with for him. every one thing that we think we know, there's probably a dozen sure. other things another that are going Delonte. on behind. <laughs> yeah, another, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But shout Very out sweet. to him. He uh, he got a job this yeah, week. Really? Yeah. He got hired. Uh, I don't know what he's doing, but at the rehab center that Mark Cuban helped him get into when he was yeah. found homeless or whatever. Yeah, because so. he was a, a prime example of that. Yeah. Like, I would hate to see another guy go down that road. Well, he was certified bipolar. Like, oh, he yeah. Was, he was in a bad way. Yeah. yeah, he was he was riding around on a motorcycle with shotguns and a guitar case Yikes. in Cleveland yeah, back in the day. So, yeah. You never know. Yikes. Imagine strolling up on that, by the way. You're just, you know, you're going for your cup of coffee in the morning. You just see that happen. Yeah. I got a moped. Why, why is Delonte West riding around Pardon with a guitar me? case? <laughs> I wonder what's in there. Six string? <laughs> it's like mob stuff. Yeah, right. Kind of. 
So yeah, everything's great in Cleveland sports. Oh. <laughs> Indians okay. are gonna suck. Cavs are. Kyrie's great. coming back tomorrow. Y'all's, y'all's favorite team, the Browns, are That's very true. good right now. Yeah, so. I That's would right. say Cleveland and is first and foremost the Brown Town. Yeah, 100%. well, it always has been. Even yeah. when we went one and thirty-one in two seasons. Yeah, you don't have this many passionate Browns fans after all the losing they've done without them. Did being you see the thousand? Bit, did you see that there was a thousand? Lose, there was but. a thousand people at the airport to welcome the team home after yeah. they lost. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Die hard, man. Like e- even the the uh, city police uh, said they weren't allowing anybody at the airport. So they stood uh, on the street two thirty seven leading up to the airport, and they were standing alongside the exit ramp where they knew the players were going to drive to get out of the airport to drive home. And uh, it's just crazy. I was going to go down there if we won, just to get some content for the podcast and everything, but we didn't win, so I was depressed and I stayed home. <laughs> so, but. Uh, but yeah, so that's a real quick synopsis of what's going on in Cleveland sports. Never boring. Always something to talk about. Very true. So, um, but but yeah, but uh, I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so. Let's do this, though. For sure. I, We never mentioned y'all's uh, social media. Uh, so if y'all... Yeah, plug well, your social media. what social media are you on? And if you don't mind, give, uh, give us your uh, tags or whatever it's called. Usernames. So tags. we... Mostly do our um, posting on Instagram, so mm-hmm. at uh, Birdtown Coffee. Um, Facebook is kind of the, I don't know. We have a page. It's we have the, a page. It's for the old folks now. Yeah. yeah it's hard. It's like, it's like where my parents go to like get their political. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. certainly <laughs> it, political it, musings. Facts. Out. It works political for facts. Yes. it works for advertising purposes is yeah, kind of what right. we use it for. Um, and we have our website, uh, birdtowncoffee.com. Uh, we do have a TikTok account, oh. so but Ooh. we're still dabbling in it. We're yeah. not like we don't have. I think we have one post, but we have it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's Birdtown Coffee. Trying to get Jimmy to make us a TikTok. We need it. No, we do. No, we do. <laughs> Jimmy's no, digging Jimmy. in on us. No, so hard. We, imagine <laughs> us. We go to your place and we film a TikTok at uh, Birdtown. There you go. Yeah. Well, no. One of the things. So I, when I first heard about TikTok, I just thought it was just a bunch of like. Teenagers dancing oh, it still and doing is. stupid Which stuff, and I know be. there is a ton of that. But what I've seen, there's a lot of people who are posting like tutorial videos. I, I can yeah. imagine like if you were to do like a quick little bit about like the difference between like a French press and pick your other, like you were talking about like a pour over of some other kind or whatever. And like, that was the purpose of it. We still we have it, and that's kind of what the reason is. You just gotta change the algorithm. It, like you're gonna see a bunch of dancing teenager yeah. girls right. on there, and that's all you're gonna get in the beginning because that's what's flooded on TikTok. But well, and, and, once you start liking other content that you actually are interested in, then the algorithm will change. And when you first start your account, you can say what you want to see. So right. I don't remember exactly how it works, but I is remember... Teenage girls an option? <laughs> not, <laughs> not teenage girls. I kidding. do think dancing is an option. To select. And I do, I do remember... I do remember, like, unselecting, if that's the right word, dancing. And, like, my For You page, as they call it, is great. Like, it's cooking... It's goofy skits, like, and it's like uh, I follow like a lot of local people that do little tours of bars or restaurants or local businesses. So and so my for you page is pretty good. Every so often, I don't know if they're like trying to force things down your throat because I'll be like, what is this? And it'll be some dancer or something. I'm just like, this is not for me. Yeah, yeah. You can customize. Just stop scrolling after eight o'clock at night. That's that's actually a good point. It gets weird. It gets weird after (laughs) that time. Talk after dark. Let's go. Some some videos where it's just like someone filming an empty room 
And it's like, is this a picture? But then it like moves. You're like, oh, someone just someone just like filmed it. What is going on? And then I just like skip. But yes. yeah, no. But TikTok, I don't know, it's it's got its pros and cons. Yes, it's still it's obviously it had it has its uh, controversy and everything right. else. But it's it's still a it's a solid system of uh, social media platform. That, Did you hear that, Jimmy? <laughs> it, it, it's not going anyway, anywhere, anywhere. No, anywhere, no. Any type it, has, it has its value with certain yes. demographics. Right. I, yeah, I actually sure. think it can be a very awesome app oh, if used correctly. Correct. Right. Yes, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, but thanks for being on the show, guys. This has been awesome. Thanks for having us out. Absolutely. So it's at, at Birdtown Coffee, right? Yeah. At, uh, yeah, for Instagram. Okay, cool. And then go to the, follow uh, them. Go buy their coffee, of course. Uh, like if you go to Lucky's Market, Nature's Oasis. Uh, sorry if you don't mind running through some of the stores again. Um, Rigo Brothers, Lakewood uh, Road, Lake Road Market, um, Big Mouth Donuts. Big Mouth Donuts and Rocky River. Stop right? by Root Food and Pie. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh yeah, food. Root Food is a great spot. Oh, awesome yeah, restaurant. Yeah. It, yeah. One of my shout favorite. out to that restaurant. Yeah. It's a cool. And then order coffee. And then, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Order coffee. coffee. Their, coffee. Yeah, yeah. Their pies are outstanding. They did um, do a cold brew um, pie with order. our coffee. Cool. Order coffee and tell them you're ordering it because it's Birdtown. Yeah, exactly. thank you. And yeah. and go to your local grocer and request us. Yes. That would that be too. helpful as well. You guys are yeah, at Lucky's, sure. right? Yes. Lucky's yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Lucky's. And Love Lucky's. And soon, possibly uh, Plum Market. And oh, on yeah. the okay. side, so they're okay. just I've heard opening. of them, never been, but I've heard. But of them. yeah, it's a really nice uh, grocery store. Yeah, we're really lacking on our east side. Uh, yeah, none of us are east side content. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Country, but we'll do some. I'm no, ch- it's been a pleasure for you uh, yeah. being here. And I'm awesome. on the website yeah, by the so way, Birdtown Coffee. Yeah, go to the website. I yeah. need. I need to get. Let me know when these mugs are back. This is like this campfire mug. I'm looking. I'm, I'm scoping out the merch we right now. We do have now. a couple of those left. Yeah, yes. there's a couple in around. Yeah. Let me know yep. how I can purchase that yep. because yeah. I am a sucker for coffee mugs, Ooh. and this one is screaming awesome. at me. Don't forget if you want to impress a friend or a lady or a guy or something, maybe schedule a little tour. Go to <laughs> please do. Yeah, that'd be a fun day. They're all about like setting up date nights yeah, yeah. or days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I don't know yeah. what time you guys are there till. But. Candlelight yeah. not included. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bring your own a picnic basket. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, well hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, you can follow those guys at Birdtown Coffee. You can follow us at the LOTL Podcast. Check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. We've got a couple uh, uh, posts that are in the pike, uh, coming down the pike. I don't know that phrase. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> From Ryan and Steve talking about the Browns uh, as we tra- transition into the offseason. And uh, so look out for that. And, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much going to do it for us. Uh, For Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and the lads from Birdtown, uh, this is Living Off the Land. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya.